I can't find enough to give. And then I was like, fear, run away. How many times did you guys break up? <laughs> we have a magical wedding planned. I just thought I would hide this from my husband forever. Welcome back to the Meet, Match, and Make Friends podcast. We are throwing a new curveball this week. We're basically handing the reins over again. I've done that before, but today we're going to be interviewing me and my fiance, Michael. And our host is Justin. He was on the episode with Daniel. So welcome back, Justin. Happy to be back. Um, we don't really need to do like a guest intro or anything because they kind of already know you. And unless you have any big life updates. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, you want to say anything, Michael? Michael, give us the spiel about yourself. The spiel. This is why I'm really here. About yeah. me to look into your well, eyes. Most most of the guests give like a little. In- you know, you edit, but actually outed. Michael said he doesn't <sighs> listen to the podcast sometimes. <laughs> I jump around. I jump around while I'm editing them. Um, we'll start with something about you editing. My name is Michael, and was recently told I can't be Mike anymore. By Justin. Um, but it wasn't actually a preference of mine either way. You don't have a preference, Mike. Okay, Michael. actually, wait, this is a great... He introduces himself to people as Mike some days. I've never experienced that. Michael <laughs> some days. He pointed it at... No, in one day, I did it to two different people yeah, two different and days. I sa- and he pointed me it out to me, and I was like, I didn't realize I'm doing that. But now that I think about it, I think it's naturally whether or not I want to continue conversation with the person. And if I want things to be brief and quick, I say Mike. And if I'm open to more conversation, I expand it out to Michael. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have, I have no idea. There's, besides maybe that being the reason, I have no idea why. I don't do it. It's extremely subconscious. Um, I was just trying to justify it and think that it was reasonable and make it reasonable. Um, but who's to say why these it things happen? It threw me for a... It, yeah, it was, it, was in, it was within like a solid like hour period. Well, this is perfect. This is your introduction well, right you here. You didn't even give a spiel. You that was it. my spiel. That's your whole spiel? Mike or Michael. Okay. So how did you guys meet? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. No, that was the, good. The first question is, is how did you guys meet? That's like everyone wants to know. First question. Um... They're drawn out. We, well, even that's like, that's confusing because there's like kind of we met, but we didn't really meet. Well, the but first then, time we met. You said, is there any way we can turn the lights off in, in, <laughs> in the church? In the church, excuse me. Okay, we both, at the church, okay, okay. She was taking pictures for the church. She was a photographer for the church and I was the audio. This was the, not the memory the I was The audio director. And this is, well, this is the first memory. No, you're of, right. It's the of, first time we met. You're right. And she was like, is there any way we can turn off these lights? They They're like trash for the in camera. In my face, in the camera, couldn't see anyone. And I think maybe I said no. No, you didn't. Oh, good on me. You were like, yeah, for sure. Good job. Wow, I'm surprised. I, well, now I would say no to that sort of thing. WW. Justin has affected <laughs> JD. me. JD. What would Justin do? <laughs> or Noah. Uh, he would say, mm, no. <laughs> Looking around. I, I can't find my F. I, I can't find an F to give. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how both of you know that and yeah. said that about me. That's yeah. horrible. 
Uh, no, it's good. It's, it's a good quality about you. Mm. You're direct. But yeah, I guess that is the first time we met. I wasn't thinking about that. The me- so that's the that would be the first. Anyway, that. But then our church moved from inside to outside, and that was my first like bonding experience. That's right. Oh, so, so we're talking like pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I actually thought we- that we had bonded oh, before yeah. that, and I was like, oh, sick. Like I actually think we're friends. And it was there like a church retreat for the staff, and then she was like, I'm gonna be honest. I actually didn't even like really noticed that you were there the whole time. Okay, so, but also I talked about this on Justin's episode right before we were friends, like we had interacted while I was dating someone and then I broke up with that person. And then I was like, I am married to Jesus forever. So on that staff retreat was, we had like just broken up and I was like, I'm married to Jesus. And so all of you guys, I just didn't care about you. And then I, I remember our interactions in retrospect but I think our church moved from inside when we had like a work relationship to outside where I very much so just didn't want to interact with like all these because we had so many new people coming to the church, I felt like. And I don't know, everybody would be like, what's that camera you're holding there? Or like, mm. and then yeah, I just always felt uncomfortable. Can I, so, can I hold it? No, yeah, no. no, that did happen. People would what, be like, let me, let me hold it. Are you a photographer? Yeah. This is more my baby than an actual And then they'd be like, did baby. you get any photos of me? But yeah. so uncomfortable. Can you send them to me? Yeah, honestly, yeah. that happened to me oh, one time. That happened. So you know who you are. Um, so I would, he had his little sound booth though under like a tent and I would go just sit by him. Dick. And then people would not talk to me when I was over there. That's and true. then also when like- she, she, she finally learned the secret is that- The sound booth. You can hide in the sound booth. Yeah. You can, although people are a little friendly. The secret some I learned places. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah. you can hide in there. That is a seemingly impenetrable yes. wall. I really loved it. It's very so intimidating. for me, I was like, ooh, this is safety. So I'll just befriend him and then we'll hang out here. But then at that point, we learned that we actually like got along pretty well because we kind of became really good friends in that period of time, I would say. Not just because I was hanging out at the sound booth. Also, there were young adults that were like hanging out all the time. And then in the friend group, we were kind of like a little subsect of the friend group. And then... We got to the place where we would like say inside jokes and stuff with each We wouldn't even talk. We'd just like look at each other and be like, totally, I totally know what you're thinking. Totally get it. And then people would get annoyed and they would be like, It was ver- all verified. It yeah. was very frustrating <laughs> for so many people. It would like start a sentence and then just like, mm, yeah, I got you. Like mumble a couple words through the sentence. Um, Which we still kind of do and that. And then, yeah, people would just really get bothered by yeah. it. And everyone's like, why don't you guys just date already? Yeah, and for us too, it was like, well, I guess you can share from your side, but from my side, because I had vocalized that I was just naively celibate and married to Jesus and didn't like anyone, I felt like, oh, we're like really, truly friends. And I really never thought about it until someone brought it up to me. Hmm. But I don't know, were you thinking about it? Well, so for me, because she was so extremely vocal about that, like, boys are gross. Um, I was like, okay, whatever. That like takes it off the table, and now I can just there can just be like like I was like definitely attracted to her, but it was a very intentional. Well, that's off the table, so I'm just gonna be friends. Yeah, because we would talk about like other people that maybe you were interested in, and like that was it wasn't ever something where we were like just 
awkwardly avoiding it, I felt like. At least on my end, I wasn't like, don't talk about it, don't like him. No, I was, I like had pretty clearly resolved to like, yeah, I'm, and I was, I, so she was at her place of, I'm not interested in any men ever. And then I separately had some, some other like, um, yeah, revelatory changes had occurred in my life at that time where I actually got like a lot of things settled of like why I wanted to be with someone. And then once a lot of that was settled, it, it, it actually removed a lot of the drive to be with someone. And there was a, a lot more peace of like- Which I think we bonded over that. Yeah, there was- there was I was a, like, we're never gonna be with anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, there was there was a lot of peace of like, I'm, I'm not part of this like rat race, part of this struggle of like, I have to find someone, I have to be with someone. And then it was like, it, it actually freed things up to, to be friends for the sake of being friends and they're not being underlying pursuit or motive yeah. of- uh, which I think from a girl's end, you can really, maybe from a guy's end too, but you can really feel when someone is just trying to date you consistently. Yeah. You're like, I I guess for me, I just wanted to be known and to know people. And so I think that experience felt so mutual for us. Yeah, It felt so freeing to not have to like, I could be like goofy and dumb and funny and embarrassing and not care about anything because there wasn't, any motive behind it, and I wasn't trying to impress you all the time. So I really was my like full self. And then also, I I think through that process, you started to maybe see part. I think you're naturally pretty gifted at like unraveling people. So I felt like you were starting to see parts of me that I was not even aware of myself. And then you would point them out, and so I started to even like bloom as my own person. And I felt like. That's my favorite type of relationship when you get together and you can see each other growing and you're like challenging each other. So I think it was rapid, but it was like real. It wasn't just like a fling that's like fast and then ends fast. It was like rapid and we still have that same type of thing. But at some point someone did bring it up to us and we ended up having a conversation Easter of 2020, I think. How did how did the how did they bring it up to you? <laughs> well, someone basically, so my friend had called me and she was like, I think we were talking about Michael. And then she was like, um, do you think you would ever, or I think I brought up like, I know I'm going to end up with someone exactly like Michael, like exactly like him, just not Michael, obviously. She was like, are you sure you don't like him? And I was like, Mm. And then for, I actually think I cried on that call and I was like, I don't know, actually now I'm really confused and I maybe, maybe I do. I don't know what's happening. So, but this was right around Easter. And so once it was brought up to my attention, I was like, we can't not talk about it because prior to this, I was so purely like, no, we're just friends. And once that was on the table, we had to talk about it. So we sat down and... I think at this point I had said something too to you at one point of like, why well, would not date you or something like that, really casually. So the, it, there was like in in conversation <laughs> with the, there was like a group of us and someone was saying like she was bringing up like oh like we're just friends like we would never be together, and then like and I was like oh, yeah I mean I've already settled this but yeah chill and then it was like she right left after. that and I don't I don't know if someone was like. 
said something to her. She thought about it and she texted me and she's like, I didn't mean like, I would like never be like, I didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> And then you were like, on. what's going on here? I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm, so I'm Michael's pretty- like, this is good to see clear communication right off the kick. <laughs> <laughs> so then from there, I we sat down and I was like, well, it's not a no never for me. And then I was like, I don't know what it is. But we obviously liked each other at that point. But I was confused. But then for you, once it was on the table, it was like, yes. Yeah, she was like, it's not a no. And then I was like, well, for me, it was a no because it was a no. So if it's not a no, then it becomes a yes. And then I was like, fear, run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that leads to the next question. How many times did you guys break up? <laughs> oh, um, we broke up. Only the books in heaven. We broke up twice. <laughs> Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, well, <laughs> Definitely no, it depends how you're defining breaking up. There could be, if, if you're, it's like an official we break up, then yes, twice. But if you also count, I want to be with you, let's be together. And then two days later, I don't want to be with you. I'm confused. And then the next day, I'm just kidding. I actually want, like, if you count those ones, it's a bigger Makes number. Me look bad. It was like months of me consoling. It was Michael. a period of like, <laughs> and all my friends being like, in and out. In you know what is the worst though to people out there? The worst advice that I was getting from my friends there. was that if it's not easy, it's it's not right. Oh, that's trash. And I bet you a ton of Christians told you. Yes, that. pastors. You know who you are. But like that for me on my end was I was going through real stuff. Like I had just come from celibacy not really but like I (laughs) I had come from being like I don't think I have a future with anyone other than my ex-boyfriend so for me it was not simple to just jump into relationship with someone and when you're that close of friends and we had so much history it wasn't like a we can casually date each other it was I knew the second we dated especially with the like I know I'm gonna marry someone just like you it was like I will marry you if I date you. Or you'll lose a really good friend. Yes. It was like the two options. I kind of knew though we were. She tried, <laughs> she tried splitting the baby a lot. She, I would like, always be like. End things and be like, we can still be best friends. I'm like, if I marry someone else, I will not be your best friend. And I was like, like, we can do that. Why not? Why not? Like, <laughs> you can still be my best friend. She'll be fine with it. Yes. I don't know if that's the truth. She wouldn't be fine with it. Now that I'm in her position, I'm not cool with it. I'm not cool with it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we did, we had, that was the first month for sure was a lot of the conversations where we were like, are we, aren't we? And I, it was all me. You were always pretty consistent in that. And then we did date. It was like a, we are. Yeah. I don't know the timelines as well. I mean, it's, uh, so. No, we were, that was right so far. We have starting at Easter and that, that went until June. Oh, geez. So April to June. So two months. Of a back and forth. And then coming up on June, I was finally like, yo, you just got to be straight with, like, you, it's got to be one or the other because I don't think I can do the back and forth anymore. Um, which was a good thing to do in that which situation. Which made, it, it made her want to give a yes even more. Um, but she went with no because she didn't like being backed <laughs> in a corner. But deep down, she was like, it's dang. Terrible. He stood up for himself. I, I like it. Yeah. So then... For all you guys out there. Yeah, it's true. Still to this day. But um, then we had back and forth. Broke up. 
whatever. All through that time, just for people that don't know anything, for me, my like family life was erupting. My dad was saying things like, in 10 years, I'll never approve of this. I, You're off. You're ruining your life if you date him. And all of our friends were like, we're, we don't know what's going on. So through that, for me, my like people pleaser was being triggered. My family life was blowing up. My best friend relationship was off and on all by my own doing, but that's painful. And you were really empathetic during that process, I think, more than the average human. But I think for people who don't know, it just looks like we maybe like we're flippant with each other. But the conversations behind closed doors were like really deep heart stuff constantly all the time about all those things. So through all of that, we got like way closer though. Because it was like we put everything on the table in that period of time. Like every part of ourselves. The worst parts too. Like when we were fighting, it was the worst parts of ourselves. And we were seeing that. And then we would still end up on the page of being like we wanted to be together. Even through the really hard times when mainly I would be trauma. But then we had one like distinct moment where it was like, are you capable of being in a healthy relationship? And it had to be like a very clean cut. It's the one time either you're capable or you're not. And I was like, I know that I'm capable. And you also at that time were like, um, it wasn't like a yes immediately. You were like, you're going to walk it out. Like if you are capable of things. So I like- A probation. Yeah. (laughs) Which for me, I told you in that moment, I was like, that's everything I've always wanted was someone to be like- Prove it. I know you're capable, but prove it. Not just to you, but to me. Like prove it to yourself that you can do this. Um, I started therapy immediately. I was spending all day, every day almost by myself, just like journaling, processing, sorting out with mentors, like how can I be a healthy person? Because it was that thing of now I actually want someone that I'm going to marry and you would be that person. So that was kind of the last time. And that was, I don't know, over a year ago or something like that now. Yeah. Do you have things to add? No things to add? No, I mean, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a journey. No, it was. It was not It was a journey. Not no, easy. There, I mean, they even got to a period of like, we literally hated each other because it was just very traumatizing on both ends. Um, uh, yeah. And then somehow got past that. Um, that, that in and of itself could be its own episode Episode yeah. of just digging into that whole section and what the heck was going on. But um, I think a huge note for people out there who are maybe in back and forth, I don't know if this is for anyone, but definitely for me, the main thing was not being able to let go of exes. And that was so painful. And just I, from my end, even how I was like, we can be best friends when you have other people. Like I couldn't wrap my head around that not being conducive to a healthy relationship. And so that was what it took was like, are you capable of learning this thing that was, now I see that that's very normal. Like that should be a very baseline for relationships when you're going in. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, it, it's not that there can't be civility and friendship with like 
exes, it's that when there are situations where there's like underlying maintained connections that shouldn't be maintained um, to a depth that shouldn't be maintained after the fact, then that's when it becomes an issue. And I think that was one of the core issues that we continued to revisit where it was like there would be things and I would be uncomfortable with it. And um, from your perspective and also from the influence of external sources, they were like, mm, it had just insecurity. He's just extremely insecure for not being okay with the dynamic of that relationship. Um and then through the process, it ended up being revealed, okay, yeah, maybe these are not actually healthy relationships and these things actually do need to be cut off, um, which was part of the process. And so, yeah, so part of the process was, listen, I I want to give you a chance. Um, I want to give you a chance and this is very hard this is very painful because it's been a journey of up to that point, a lot of pain. Um, are you, like you said, are you capable of, are you capable of being in a healthy relationship? Are you capable of making that decision and then following through with it? Um, and then, so on her end, that was her making a choice and a decision to, I will become this person that I believe that I can be. And it sounds like he believes that I can be, I will become this and I will do what it takes to be that best version of myself. And then on my end, it was, it was, I'm, I, so for me, it was acknowledging the, uh, acknowledging the risk, like truly acknowledging the risk. I, I had to process within myself. I understand that worst case, I could get really hurt again do I think my heart has the capacity to manage that without me personally being broken? Um, and so that was a, a risk assessment that I took. And that's something that I, I tell people whenever they're, especially trying to go back to exes, is uh, you have to consider, are you, are you capable of handling the pain of things being worse than they were the first time? Um, and that is a, it's a choice. It's a, it's a faith act of I'm, I'm putting my faith in your ability to change. Um, I'm, and I'm giving you the opportunity. And yes, there was a probation period, but I don't, I mean, it didn't, it even, was, re- it didn't even really look, it was just like. I feel like there were a few days, a week. It was like of a like, fit of like hesitancy of like, I'm hesitant here. Like, how's it going? But even then, I don't think I was able to even hold myself in that state <laughs> for very long. I think also for that period was like once all the X's, all the distraction, everything was cleared off the table for me. There was no back and forth because I was able to give like a full wholehearted yes. So at that point, it was more serious than I've ever experienced with anyone. And and so like, this is just it. I'm just, I'm just going to marry you one day. And then, and also not having like a rush to get married because it was so solidified. It was just like, we're just here until it changes and we get to know each other and we worked out communication kinks and all the other stuff from there. And then I think it was like nine months after that we started talking about engagement. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't Probably. know. I think from that point on, you had said, you're just going to let me know when you're yeah, ready. No, I, was, I said, you let me know when you're ready because you were like, well, it has to be 
a time frame that people deem appropriate. And I said, okay, if that's how you want to feel about it. We went over that time frame. Then that's fine with me. We said it has to be a year. And then the next Easter flew by. And I was like, I'm not bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up. And then a few months later, I was like, I think I'm ready. And so then once it was on the table, I was just like, let's just get married. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of how we got here. They're super pushy. No. no, I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> Cut it out. I do. I do want to. I do want to call back to that. Uh, the advice that if it's difficult, then then it's not right. If it's hard, then it's not. If it's not easy, it's not right. Um, and I just it. Well, it's, you hate it it's, so much. It's ignorant of reality. Yeah. One. Yeah. But I think the very nature of it breeds the divorce rates that we experience One as a yeah. society because what you're doing is you're training yourself that if things get hard, I need to leave. And that contradicts the very nature of long-term relationships is things will get hard, whether internally in the relationship or externally, things that are trying to work their way into the relationship. Totally. Um, it contradicts love. It, yeah, well, totally. the, yeah, the very nature of it is... Not to mention if you grow up in a home where you saw fights that ended in divorce and then someone's you're fighting with someone and someone's telling you, well, it's not easy, so it's not right. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense because that's what I grew up with. Whereas I think it's a consistent, especially after that choice when it was a yes for us, it was like every time we would hit something hard, it would be like, I'm in this, so mm. how do we fix it? Even though we were dating, which I wouldn't recommend for everyone when they're dating, but once you're into the like, I want to be with you, it's not a question of like, will this end? Or like, who gets to end on the upper in this? It's like a, how do we figure it out? Because we're just stuck in this until it's figured out. How do we make it so both of us can be heard? Totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Any other questions? Well, I mean, then speaking of marriage, what are you yeah. guys most excited about? Like, and each of you answer separately. Okay. Like, what, well, let's start with Michael. What are you excited about? What does Carly bring to the table of your life that you're excited about? What don't about? I bring, you know what I mean? Um, all right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. I'm sorry. Um, oh, well, I think logistically it will be nice not to have to drive to a separate home every night. Mm. I think that drive's been like an extra 30 or 40 minutes. I love convenience-based love. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's not convenient right now and no, we're I'm making totally it worse. Yeah, we're sacrificing for Mainly it. Mainly you, honestly. Um, but, uh, yes, by the radius we, and all my dating apps. Right. Five miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so no, I couldn't do it. Um, I don't use dating apps. Not yet. <laughs> Gosh. We will do an episode yeah, turn in on your dating applications apps. And I'll get it. There will be a separate episode where we <clears throat> dig into dating apps. Mm. Yeah, honestly. Uh, that convenience. I mean, she's the real breadwinner, you know, bringing in the bucks, <laughs> bringing in the money. I know I can rely on her to support my no, uh, my pod, you are absolutely my various, canceled. My various podcasting ventures. Um, <laughs> I could be Literally a stay-at-home podcaster slash no. Twitch gamer. No, um, I'm looking forward to that. Also. Um, I think she's uh, she's really good at checking my my uh, I wouldn't say more extreme, but sometimes we both have these bouts of like 
fierce convictions, but sometimes my convictions can get a little more fierce and, and she's really good at like, uh, softening that out, not getting me to contradict my conviction, (laughs) but, but really like, (laughs) but really like, you know, let's look at the full picture here. Like what, what's actually going on. Let's, and just, yeah, there's just qualities that I have that she's really good at, um, calling them out and like keeping them in check a little bit more. Um, and so I really appreciate that, although it can be painful and not painful, uncomfortable at times. Um, so I think that's great. She is much better at handling finances than I am. That's we actually really balance each other out in that way. We crushed it in premarital counseling. I yeah, and I like I, I'm very like, God will provide, God will provide, God will provide, which is true. <laughs> But then that can to lead to a level of frivolity yeah. that I I have n- at times can be not great. Um, whereas she's like, we got to tighten this budget more. We got to tighten. Yeah, it no up. matter how much money like, we make, I'm like, not we're, enough. We're bleeding ten dollars a week. We got to tighten that up. <laughs> And uh, so I'm. I like that. And so I, do you do laundry yeah. twice this week? Wait, that shower is two minutes what too long. What are you thinking? Yeah. No. So I. I think those are some. Those are just some of the things that I hope answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm excited for. I mean, my favorite thing about us is the like conversation. Like we just have such free flowing conversation, and it always has to be cut off. I feel like dampered by like the drives or by just different life things when you're not doing everyday life together. It's like, it almost like minimizes the connection you could have. So I'm just excited for the things to like, not have to say goodbye at the end of the night or to not have to be like, hey, I'm gonna leave so we can't actually talk anymore. You know, things like that where I'm sure with work, we'll have some of that, but we'll just free flowing conversation because we both will rabbit trail on random things we're thinking about for way too long and I think we enjoy that probably not it's amazing you guys yeah. like feed off of it <laughs> yeah from each other but I think <laughs> just that never ending and then of course what you said about the like balancing act well so I know what you're excited about where are you getting married Oh yeah, we have a magical wedding planned. We're well, it's not all planned yet, but we're gonna get married in like South France, Southwest France. Can you try to pronounce the city? No, <laughs> I don't want to get canceled on here. Lanaway, Lanaway. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea how to say it. It's like an hour from Bordeaux. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's all coming together. We're I've actually really loved the wedding planning process. I know that's not everyone's experience, but um, I think relational dynamics around wedding is can be traumatizing, especially with like how I talked about my family dynamics. But I have strong opinions. <clears throat> that could be a whole other episode and should be. But um, but other than that, like the actual wedding has felt like I, I was just writing an Instagram thing about this of how. Even like finding the dresses felt like such an overflow of like how excited I am to just be together. Because even every dress I would put on, I would be like, I can see it. It works for me. But it was never like a let's buy it until I found actually one of them. But every experience has been like, 
I don't know, the caters, all the venues, everything has been kind of falling into place because it's like, I can see it. No matter where we are or what's happening with the wedding, each thing I'm like, works for me. That works. We can do it. What are you guys doing for your honeymoon? We just booked a place. Uh, we were bopping around in the plans. We were jumping around, and then actually, it, it, it was. I'll say. Yeah, we were. I'm sorry, Justin. Justin planned the whole thing, and then I was like, "We're not doing that." But we originally we were like Rome, 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 and then everyone was like, "Do not go to Rome at the busiest, hottest time of the year. Please do not do this Which to I yourself." Which I made the whole plan. I know. If you want it, let me know. You. I know. <laughs> This is a terrible idea. I was very not self-aware in the plan. I think for me, the honeymoon was like, I have to go everywhere in Europe. And he was like, maybe not. And then it dawned on me as I was looking at like Airbnbs and hotels and stuff. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to have planned like the biggest thing of my life. And I want to chill the F out and be in a nice hotel and literally sit in there and not roam. And I want to be in one place. So we just booked a hotel in Paris for after. So we'll probably just go back up to Paris and bop around. The hotel is amazing. Stellar reviews. Looks great. So we're happy to be inside, but we also can bop around. We're in Paris. And staying in one spot gives us more time. And what were the what were the selling points? Air conditioning. Air conditioning. TV. TV. King size, King size bed. King size bed. King size bed. King size bed. You will want air conditioning too. Yes. June. Yes. Yeah, it's hot over there. But we actually did this thing that I think is helpful for anyone out there that is planning like a trip, even just not a honeymoon, just a trip with people. So we kind of cheated on the second one. But the first round, we wrote all the options down on paper. I was like Amalfi Coast, Scotland, Paris, Provence, like all these different places. Put them in the, the little bowl and then you pull them all out and then the last one is where you go. And then if you have a feeling of like, dang it, I wanted to go to that one go to that one, which the last one we pulled out was Paris. And I told him going in, I was like, there's one that I want for sure. But if we don't pull it, it's okay. But we ended up pulling it. Nice. That one was real. We fabricated the second one though. I tried to do it again. No, we didn't fabricate the second one. Well, you I like pu- held I it for a long up, time. But I, my eyes were not participating. Yeah, yes, that's was, true. I Maybe we didn't. I can't feel what was, you didn't write in Braille and I can't read Braille. So the great thing is, you guys can go wherever you want afterwards. It's also true. that for the rest of your lives. Yes. Also that. Yeah, the yeah. thing she was saying, she's like, I, I gotta go everywhere because I'm never gonna come back to Europe. I'm never gonna come back here. Well, I didn't say this multiple times. This was I was telling you don't him catch communism. So yeah, yes. honestly, no. But I told him <laughs> that I had like this epiphany where I was thinking, oh my gosh, the only reason that I'm forcing us to make all these plans is because I think that we're not gonna go ever again. And then I was like we are going to go again. And he was like, absolutely, we're going to go again. And from that point, we just moved on. Because especially Italy has been like one of my dreams for my whole life. And it was that feeling of like, you're so close, especially the actual venue is so close to Italy, but it still was like 18 hours. It looks very close on a map. (laughs) It's not. So it's just a quick train ride back to Paris and we won't have a full day of like traveling and getting into the hotel and it'll be quick and easy and we can be... On our merry way. Mm. So. On our married, married way. way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think now that we've gone through most of like the overarching our story, 
I think we could get into debunking some of the relational advice that we were given. We got into the little bit of like, if it's not easy, it's not it. But there were definitely other advice points that probably should be brought up. But you had a good talking point to start with for... I fully forgot. What was I First just question when you're, someone's giving you advice... Oh yeah, question the person's motive. Like, why are they giving you advice? Did you go to this person and say, hey, what should I do? Or did this person come to you and say, hey, you should do this thing? Um, And it seemed like a lot of the people that had a lot of input in our relationship at the beginning had their own personal intentions behind doing so, I think. It was like one or two people. Does everyone want to be with you? Everyone want well, yeah, some of the people you were going to wanted to be to, with you. So that we was that know was it. A, we did have someone at some point told Michael that we were like pretty much dating. And then I still to this day, I even like, I don't know where that came from. I never had that conversation. We never talked about anything like that. And then after the fact, he said something about like, weren't you guys a thing? And I was like, Yeah. What? What? I was like, <laughs> homeboys. Being set, and, and you know, I was, tell everyone so I'm that, that, during was, that, that was the person that was like very like. You guys need to just be clear with everyone what's going on with you, and we're like, we don't. This we is not everyone's business. Have, this this was, is like an after, not a part of the advice segment. But a lot of people were saying that we needed to let them know what we were doing with our relationship, wow. which is a big no-no to me because. Which I'm glad we got it out. It really like strained out the people pleaser in me, but. For me, it felt like so much pressure for everyone around me to be happy. And I knew it was stressing people out that we weren't sure. So I was like, it has to be a no then to make everyone happy. So even that of like when people are really clawing at you for answers, give yourself ample amount of time. Like there is no rush to make any sort of choices. There there was, uh, there were various things that, at the beginning of the relationship, we had different perspectives of relationships and like oh my gosh, everything um, pretty much. So one of the core things was our different differing perspectives on interdependence. independence and interdependence. And her perspective was that we would be two very independent people that would every now and then meet in the middle and hang out. And that was relationship. <laughs> and my perspective was, well, we're trying to build a form of interdependence where we don't have to be the same and love the same things and do the same things, but rather we can become a cohesive unit that relies on one another for various things. <laughs> I'd be and, like relying on And there were things you'd be too. like, you're so different from me in this way and you're so different from me in this way. And I was like, yeah, like those two things could you know, balance one another out. It's like, it'll never, but so the reason I bring but that up is because this is what people were telling her. They were like, he's really extremely codependent that he wants to spend time with you. <laughs> he doesn't that, value your independence. That, that, like, no, 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 honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly though, that was, it's like, and then I was like was you're right. the repetitive thing of like, <laughs> he is so toxic because he's asking for these things that we would now both consider to be healthy relationship things. Uh, of like, if you did that to me, if you were like, yeah, I just don't want to see you for a week because I need to be independent, I would be like melting. Like that would hurt me so bad. So, and that's, I'm not bringing it up to like, I'm bringing it up for like the advice thing of 
there's some ideas out there of what is a healthy relationship, and then there's some actual ideas of real healthy relationships. And some of the people did not have great perspectives of health, in my opinion, that we now can agree is our opinion. Um, Well, there's a huge difference between someone wanting to be involved in your life because you're in a relationship together and someone wanting to control. Those are very different things. So even with that stuff, if there were a time because we've had some conversations maybe lately where it's like, I want to do this. I mean, we talked about this on Justin's episode, but the even like, how is your day? And I'd be like, why do you want to know that? Like things like that, where I just, I had that like resistance. And I remember even in like, once we started talking, once we were like, wait, do we like each other? I remember just crying and being like, I didn't think I had to talk about these things with people. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would get married and all this stuff would just like, Stay oh, back God. hidden. I remember. <laughs> and you were like, you genuinely thought you were never going to talk about these things. And I was like, yes. <laughs> no, I, well, I, cause I remember that. Yeah, I had forgotten, but it, well, it was some like real deep connection stuff. And then she was like, I just thought I would hide this from my husband forever. And he would never know about this very deeply personal and transformative experience of my life. And they would never know these things. And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Like, what? It's funny now what I heard It's funny, but no, yeah. Back then it was like shocking and baffling. And then I was like, we have very different perspectives of relationship. But the reality was she realized she does want to share those things, that those are actually the deep things that she does want to feel seen and feel known. And then- I think in the interdependence versus independence conversation, the things to ask on both sides is, am I doing this because I have a fear of being fully attached or being fully seen by someone or fully known? Uh, that's the person that maybe wants more independence. And then from the other side, having the question of, am I doing this because I'm afraid of losing them or... Afraid of being alone. Yeah, or am I doing this because I actually just want to be connected to them? That would, yes, there would be three there. There's the independence, the codependence was the second one, and then the third one being interdependence, yeah. which would be the healthy medium between the two. Because um, then even, even when we, like, probably... Months before we got engaged, I remember texting you and being like, I miss you. Like, I, my whole body misses you. I want you around me. I just want to be in and, your heart right now. <laughs> I remember asking you, though, being like, am I codependent? Like, that was a genuine question I asked because I just missed you. Mm. Like, because that in, independence thing was so serious to me. It was like, uh, yeah, I now miss that you. I miss you, am, am I, I codependent? incapable of this? Yeah. <laughs> Is so. the only other end codependence? Yeah, so we had to work that stuff out too. But um, other advice that came up? Mm. Maybe one or two more. If not, that's fine too. I'm scared. When well, he laughs it, no, like that. Yeah. It was probably the most traumatizing of all of them. Oh was uh, in the midst of the back and forth on and off uh, sitting down with someone and being like, you know what? The solution here is that you two need to just be friends and then go date a bunch of other people. Yes, we did actually get a lot of advice that we needed to be actively dating other people. 
in the midst of this uncertainty of whether or not we and it wasn't even like a figure it out and then date other people. It was like a while you're figuring it out, test the waters, feel what's out there. Yeah, Um, don't do that. I I did that though. It was like people told me to do this. I should do this again. People pleaser in me did pretty much everything people told me. Um, You did not. You were like, please do not do that. But I did, and it didn't. It didn't go great. I heard a lot of people in the process. I think back on that and I feel awful. Don't do that. If you don't know what you're doing in your current relationship, don't bring more people into it. Don't bring more people into it. (laughs) And for all the people I brought into it, I'm so sorry. But yeah, I think that was that was one of the worst ones for sure. Yeah. I can't even fathom Yeah. Or understand. We got a lot of bad advice. I wish that we could power through literally all of it because it was some of it was just so horrible. You know, it was it was nonstop. It was well. The hard thing was like we'd go to the coffee shop where we work, and then we'd like sit outside and have a conversation, and it'd be a hard conversation because we're. Well, I mean, we're, no caveat because at Thanksgiving we we're just talking about some theological or like philosophical principle. I, that would actually be something for us to talk about here because that's a, I actually wanted to bring that up. But what, yes, it what were was, we talking about? Uh, we were talking about. Um, oh, the, how you the, know? The, the, yeah, how, how you, you know, know they're the one? That's how do you know that so they're we're the just, one? Everyone's talking, okay? Everyone has a drink, talking. We're just talking to each other about this, and then the next day, his sister is like, "You need to be careful because people think you're yelling at Carly." And the whole time, we were like so engaged, like on it with each other. Like, it was like if yeah, it was you say really, this, like, what about this? What about this? In depth, back and forth, like. And not even not like, even a debate, but like a philosophical conversation yeah. of like this 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 big concept that but is But I feel like we both left that being like riveting. Yeah, wow. like that was a really <laughs> amazing conversation. My sister was like, Yeah, like it, you know, people could maybe think that you so might be abusive. We would have these conversations not abusive, did she say that? I just oh. implying. <laughs> well we Wait, would- wait, 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 wait. So on that, how do you know? So, how, like, let's keep it concise. Yeah, Obviously, so being we, someone that definitely does not know, we uh, had we had to. Well, so we have we had differing perspectives, which is why they were going back and forth. So she was like, for her, she's like, you know, it's just a feeling. It's a feeling it that was, I decided it's a yes. But then I was mm-hmm. like, under well, okay, well, go ahead. I'll um, tell my side because we now both have your side. But originally, my thought process was you experience so much of relationships that you think you know and you're kind of like this feels right to me and then you get to one that's so different than all the other ones that you're like this is it Mm. and when we were explaining it he was like and then I was like and you have this feeling that is like this is different than any other time and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and this is it and then you kind of were explaining that that's actually a secondary part. That emotional, like, this is it, is like a secondary part. But there is something that happens first. Yeah, because I would discount people that have never had... Past stuff. Yeah. Yes, so exactly. if you had one relationship and you married that one person... 1,000%. That, or if you've had many relationships and each relationship gets progressively yes, better, like, this is it. each this time is you're it. like, oh, this is so much better than my last relationship. So maybe it's a step up, but what's totally. to say that's it? It's it. And so I was actually coming from like beneath that, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think that there's an intentional choice to say, 
this is like I'm choosing for this to be it. Mm. And now that I'm making that choice, I'm feeling like it's it. If there's not understood that there's a choice in there, then what happens is the the whole choice is actually, it's not a choice with feelings following, it's feelings causing the choice. And those feelings will change. That That is in line with when things get hard, I'm going to leave. It's if your choice is based on this is slightly better or a lot better than the last relationship, then what happens when that gets hard? What happens when things kind of devolve or one or both of you get extremely stressed. And then now this relationship is actually worse than your last relationship. If you were pinning everything on, this is better than the last thing, or this is different from the last thing, then there's nothing to keep you in that relationship. And it's, you're actually just, you're setting, in my opinion, in my opinion, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and it should be understood. I'm choosing for this to be, like uh, Mike always said, how do I know that? Melissa is the one because I married her. Yeah. Because I decided she's the one and I said yes and now she became the one. She what it wasn't like she was the one and the stars aligned. It was she became the one when I decided she's the one and now there's no one else. And that decision is what holds you to it. And it's the same thing of just because things are hard that doesn't mean I can leave. And that's one of the issues with dating is it's actually training you for divorce because the whole process of dating is I'm going to do it while it feels good. And then when it doesn't feel good, I'm just going to jump to the next relationship. I'm going to just find my way out. And not to say you're not supposed to date ever, yes, but it's the feeling of I'm like saying. the longer the dating process goes on, the longer it's harder to be like, I'm going to choose this person. And yeah. And if you're constantly not allowing yourself to stay through and push through and try to communicate through and work through difficult situations, then what you're actually like neurologically training your brain and forming the neural pathways. You're normalizing the leave when things get hard. And that becomes the, the natural impulsive response that you continue to do and it becomes the stronger response. Which actually connects to at one point before premarital counseling, I was talking about how I wanted to do like a, um, what's that called? Compatibility test the ground already. Um, it was a laugh. But I was like, I want to do this test because then we'll know like how compatible we are. And someone on a podcast said that it was good. And I was like, I love this stuff. So I'm into it. But then he was like, I don't know about that. Let's think about it. And then afterwards, we, I had the epiphany. You had it. You just didn't shut me down so strongly right then when I was excited about something. But I came to you and I was like, oh my God, it's not about compatibility with each other. It's about you choose for the rest of time. So compatibility tests are so dumb because I'm choosing to be compatible with you. And I came to him with that and he was like, yeah, that's why I was thinking maybe we shouldn't take Yeah, that. so I, for me, I knew I could just throw that out the window because I don't care if we're compatible because I'm choosing her regardless of compatibility. Um, but I wasn't sure that she could handle that, <laughs> whether or not we're compatible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I recently was thinking about... Uh, like relationships, but marriage specifically is like this picture of you guys could be different shapes, but you as a person are, you're choosing to be to some degree malleable and mutually, mutually, hopefully, ideally, in the ideal you're, world, you're mutually mentioned. coming into this relationship and saying, I'm going to be malleable. And maybe there's some like core things that you're not willing to change. And that might be a determiner of whether or not the relationship can move forward. But if there's not, if 
as far as the core things go, you two are aligned, then all the ad- added like personality quirks, et cetera, chewing with your mouth open, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, no, like, no, 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 no. All no. those little things are are malleable aspects of your personal shape that you begin to bend and shift and form around the other person so that you can have a better union. And then I was thinking if if you uh that's why it's so beneficial in your own personal growth process of being single to try to eliminate as many rough edges as possible because the more rough edges you ha- you have that's that means uh the more the other person has to bend around those rough edges or it's going to be a painful process of shaving those down. Um, and if you're just rough around every edge, it, I'm sorry for the person oh, no, no, no. that might be uh, The whole you. idea is that the whole goal of the dating process is to find out what is that, like, this is a strong value for me and this is something I'm malleable on. Yeah, and I think there's like that... A, I think there's an initial attraction, right? There's a little bit of, you have to have some shared common interest or something like that. There's something logical that makes you attracted and interested in that person. And then there's emotions. And then that's when you decide, I'm going to pick this person because of da 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 da. These things I've seen in the last couple months, this is it for me. This is, I don't feel like I'm settling or whatever that resolution is in and of yourself. And that's that's what's scary about the, if it's not easy, then it's not God because you're like, oh, these emotions are great. This relationship's going so great. This is going so great. And like both of you have great jobs and you're at a healthy church and like have healthy lives or whatever. And then you get married and then something bad happens. Yeah. And you're like, I'm seeing a totally different side of this person. I'm being like robbed of the person I thought I was in a relationship with. Yeah. And it's just not real. I think even for that, <laughs> so sad. Even for that is something key for us. Like having everything, every part of ourselves on the table. Obviously, we have we're growing and have so many years to catch up. But like when we had the unhealthy, dysfunctional time in our relationship, those gross parts of ourselves obviously came out at each other, and we saw those parts of each other, and we still had this resolve in ourselves of like, I can deal with that. Like you're worth every struggle that I'm going to have to like mend to you in that. Um, And that's not with everybody. There are certain things that you butt heads on and you're like, this is one we're not, it's, it's a break. We're not mending in this, in this position. But for us, at least how it was, was like, we really got everything out and we were like, even the, are you capable of growing? Like we had it very clear And then even in that process, we saw each other rise to every single challenge and overcome it and grow. And even that is like the number one thing you should be looking for in a significant other is growth, that they're evolving, becoming a better person, not for you, for them. A willingness, a willingness to. Yes, absolutely. A a willingness to bend, a willingness to shape. Um, And that doesn't mean like, a pushover, a floor mat, someone that you can like dominate. Um, that means someone who is just willing to care about themselves enough to care about you. Yeah, 1,000%. I was a, uh, an intern in high school oh. at, uh, for the worship leader at my church. And I remember driving with him one day and I asked him how he knew that his wife was the one. And he's just like, takes a while, looks around. He was really pensive, like really, really smart. And um, just like really thought about that question for probably five minutes. We just sat in silence in his car and he looks at me, he goes, 
You know, people always change. Our whole lives we change. What you should be looking for when you're dating someone is their ability to make good decisions because they're going to change. And you're marrying the hope that they're going to change for the better. And that was so profound and simple. Um, Shouts out to Josh Fowler. He was the man. Great, tons of great advice. Well, even there, there's such a deep reverence for trusting each other because I think that's something that I value so much in our relationship is like I, there are points where we don't maybe have the same agree point and I, or we don't agree on something and I, I do lean back on like, I don't agree with this, but I actually do trust you. I trust Mm. you to like know yourself and figure out yourself. And if it ended bad, I trust you to get up again. I trust you to like make good decisions. And I think that even that for me is, even when I don't agree with the choice, I'm like, but I know you know what you're doing. And that's such a safe feeling for me. It's not only that, but not just make good decisions, but make good decisions that have me in mind. Make yes. good decisions, like For us. Of not, us. yeah, not, not, self, yeah. not self-interested, but rather interested, uh, valuing the interest of yours above my own and ours together, um, being the the fullness of that. Which I think too, this is a whole other thing that we were getting into with the whole like submission thing that everyone brings up in the church. But is that that topic of like, especially as leader of the you can't see the finger quotes but like leader of the household oh yeah the video leader but that idea of like that's what leadership looks like is that I can say something to you of like I trust you to make a choice yes how you said for the best interest of us and of our future and of where we're going and that is leadership and that me trusting you in that way that's submission it's not you controlling me telling me where I can go when, like all that stuff. You're not constantly tracking my location. It's a like, you're leading and it makes it so safe for me to submit because I trust you. Because even that Bible verse, you can tell it a little bit. Well, side story, she turned off her location. I didn't know that her location was uh, on no, and sharing. No, this isn't a funny business. And she, she turned off her location and then it sent me a message being like, she turned off the location. And then I was like, She's like, oh my God, it told him that. I turned off the location. And she she was going to try. So again, I had no idea she was even sharing the location this entire like six, eight month period. But she was going to try on rings to figure out her ring size and to look at rings. But she was really embarrassed and she didn't want to tell me that. So she tried to hide it. And then she ended up having to tell me because she's like. And I was like, I don't want you to think I'm doing something funny because it alerts them. Yeah. Which I found out you can turn that off. Like read receipts. Yeah, and but now it was, it's off, and I never know where she is. Well, you don't need to know because I tell you twenty four seven. But no, yeah. So uh, back to the Bible, Bible verse, right? So we always hear it like, "Wives submit to your husband," and I think that is a bit overemphasized. And then you quietly hear, "And also, husbands die for your lay down your lives yeah, for your wives." Sometimes you don't it's, hear. That it's like part. a quiet. Sometimes you, most of the time, you don't hear the second part of husbands lay down your life for your wives, just as Christ laid down his life for the church. And uh, the other day, we had a fun conversation with someone that I'm not gonna get into. It was great. Um, Apparently I have a demon, but submission came up a lot. And he was like, you know, you need to, she needs to submit to me 
and not make an emotional decision. And it's my responsibility to make sure she doesn't make an emotional as, decision. As a fiance, as an engaged couple, yeah. he's saying that. Yeah. So, just so wild. He thing. was like, like you have no authority. Yeah, no authority. It was straight up like, I am yeah. nothing. Rain, rain her in, as bro. As the breadwinner. <laughs> um, as, as the, the breadwinner, bread. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, it, hey, it, Proverbs thirty-one. Honestly, that's when, me. Um, <laughs> it got me reflecting on the nature of wives submitting to their husbands. But also the 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 picture, the metaphor, marriage being the metaphor of our union with God and Christ being, you know, the parallel of Christ laying down his life for the church and now we come into submission to him. And that um we what came first, the chicken or the egg, Christ died for us first. So he laid down his the the first thing that comes is him laying down his life for us. And through him laying down his life for us, we're actually able to develop trust for him in that we know that he has our best interests at heart because he's willing to sacrifice himself for our sake. We're able to put that trust in him and then the submission comes freely. And no point is he compelling us to submit to him and no point is he dominating. He's not kicking down your door saying submit. He's gently knocking on the door ushering us into submission, beckoning us into submission through a deeper trust in him and knowing his heart's motive towards us. And so I was just thinking of like, um, you know, oftentimes men are like, submit, submit, like wife needs to submit. And it makes me think, I wonder how often that man has laid down his life for that wife. I wonder how many times... An example for us is, you know, we might get into a fight or something and emotions will get high and... I, I'm, she's emotional. I'm also actually very emotional. And, but when we're both emotional, we have learned that her emotions take precedence in, at, at the beginning. And there's a tendency that things will end when I'm willing to, so for me, I'm also really, it's a core value, truth truth is a core value of mine and that so comes when the out. narratives don't line so up, when the narratives don't hard. line up when our when our narratives don't line up i'm like this is not true and accurate and i just am like trying to like fight for like well yes we're looking at this focused in part of the picture but let's look at the full picture and like the full narrative and it turns into this back and forth and and it it more often than not needs to end when i lay down my life, but in that instance, lay down my need to be right or lay down my need for the narrative to be perfectly accurate in the moment. It's, it's you know what? I'm gonna lay this down and I'm just gonna actually attend to your heart and your emotions in this moment. And then in that, things settle. And then she feels far more connected to me. And when connection is restored, then the trust is restored. And we're able to actually walk through that narrative, and there's where and it's quick. A natural, it's like five minutes later. Yeah, it's like a a, a much more natural because submission comes into uh, comes into being. Yeah, but it's the like first thing that happens is it tends to be you directing that. Like it's safe to submit to each other here, and then that's when I'm like, it's natural for me to want to submit. Yes. And so anyways, I've, but obviously I, yeah. the submit word is so triggering, but I just wanted to like refocus maybe or reimagine that word. Yeah. No, it's totally its, it's initial intention. Yeah, it's, I trust you to lead me 
It's yeah. I trust you to leave me. And the problem is so many people don't have that trust. So it turns into a forceful dominance and it turns into compulsion. I need to compel you to submit. And I think if you actually earn, granted there's extreme circumstances, let me qualify that, who knows? Maybe there's just some unruly wives that are not willing to submit to very loving and lay down life husbands. Who knows? I don't know all the marriages, but saying all that, I, I think a lot of the times, if men were willing to, especially in the midst of fights, willing to lay down the need to be right, because you're in that, you're choosing your life, you need to be right, self-defending, whatever the case, if, if there's a willingness to, if you compile that all in and consider it your life, lay down your life, even in the moment, I really think there's room for that submission to be earned rather than demanded. Yes. We got around to everything today. Well, there's one last question we end every episode with. Um, I totally even forgot to tell Justin this, so I'm just going to do it for us. But um, She's usurping his authority right now. No, <laughs> imagine. I'm like, submit. No. Um, it's basically just what is one thing that you love about the person sitting next to you? I'll let you go first since I asked. <laughs> um, so for me, I think uh, I will say this to, uh, I say this to everyone, that probably the deciding factor for me is uh, in all of this of, saying I'm willing to be with her is her her commitment towards growth, um, her commitment towards personal growth that what I've been able to witness in this in this long, long road uh, has been when she becomes aware of an issue of a personal dysfunction, whatever, um, then she she is very quick to, on the one hand, repent, like acknowledge and be like, you're right. Now that I see it, you're absolutely right. And that's not okay. And I'm going to do everything within my power to remove that from my life. Um, and to me, that builds in me a, a great deal of trust towards what the future could look like. Because now I know that she's committed to being the best person that she can be um, and, and especially in this context for the sake of the relationship. Um, and I mean, if you can find that in someone, I think then maybe you'll feel like they're the one. <laughs> then they are the one. <laughs> then maybe the emotions will be right. Yeah. Um, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, I love how just completely like, I unimaginably selfless you are, how unimaginably selfless you are, not for just the people that you like. I think it's very easy to go out of your way to care and be there for your few select people that you love, but you go out of your way for the one. Like, it doesn't matter who the person is. If you met them 10 seconds ago or if you just see them struggling on the side of the road, like everything within you is almost innately built to just love and see and nurture and care. And then you also go above and beyond that to also like spend time with people to get to know them and to to like whittle out those hard edges with people and you care enough to like, you'll stay in conversations with people far past expiration dates just because you actually believe that 
your time is well spent with them because you believe that they can grow and exceed what they are right now. And I know from me, I've just reaped the benefits of that because I've gotten to grow because of how much you are patient and wait. And that in and of itself is such a selfless act to like sit with someone. So you, even when they're annoying, like I've been annoying a lot and you sit there and wait with me forever. And then I get to grow and I, I know that that's just, you would do that for anyone. Like the amount that you love me and care for me, you would do that for anyone. And I don't think that's an average thing. I think that's like a very unique, special thing about you. And I know that me and Justin are probably so happy to be a part of that and to get to see everyone around you reap the benefits of who you are. Thank you. That's all. It's a good it's one. true. Yeah. It's a good one. We yeah. also love Justin. He's great too. And he's single, so if you want to send in your application, go ahead, just send it over. Application, that's, headshot. That's funny what you said about Mike, though. The, I also, I've called you Michael and Michael throughout this whole Mikey podcast. Mikey boy. It's, I called him Mikey actually, boy today. I cultivated it. I, I, I've intentionally done it. Um, no, you know what he had said to me very recently? He was talking about someone that he was trying to debate and get them to reason. And he just kind of like looks down at his shoes and he's like, I guess there's still that naive, optimistic side of me that thinks everyone could be reasoned with. <laughs> and I know that to be so true of you. You will talk for hours in, in the best hopes of someone. Yeah, for the benefit of others. Yeah. It's wild. I would not. I'm learning though. Yeah. You guys are lovely. Thanks. Oh, Glad Justin. you're my friends. Glad too. Well, that's a wrap for today. Give us all the reviews and five stars and stuff, and then we'll do more. Only for you. five stars. There's actually not another option.